mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness relating, the soul's churn in return, mental overstimulation, one word, riveting, it terrors my pilot, streams that are promised to make seeking less. Elizabeth, it's great to have you on. Um, finally, get to meet. I appreciate you giving me uh, some of your time. Thanks it's for great. having me. Thanks so much. Um, I was just, I was, I was reading about you, obviously, um, and an artist, from what I, uh, from what I can see, um, entrepreneurial spirit intact. Um, activist in some instance yeah and you you actually have a book out there as well well it's coming out um it's being formatted and you know the final edits and <clears throat> setting up yeah but the website's up so you can read about it yes yes okay that, that's that's good that's good um you should definitely uh, speak about that as well um but another facet to the story is uh survival for my and that part. Yeah. Hmm. Did you wanna would you like to kind of maybe touch on some of that briefly? Uh, sure. Just uh, a few, so, just to start with the maybe the artist part. Because <laughs> yeah, so yeah um so I six years ago I was painting murals as a federal inmate. Um my life kind of went right to hell um, due to domestic violence. Um, I got injured so bad that my skull was showing. And um, when I went to the hospital, I found out I was pregnant. And this was about 16 years ago, 17 yes. years ago. And Big Pharma was coming through the back door of my communities and just flooding it with opioids. And um, so I, I had already watched so many people struggle with dope sickness and you know chasing pills and all that stuff. Yes. Um, and, uh, when I tried to refuse, um, they threatened me with child protective services because I was pregnant. They said that I was, you know, refusing medical advice and I was just a young, scared mom. So like when I was told, they told me, don't worry, you're on too small of a dose to get addicted, you know, which we all know is a lie now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I ended up, yeah. So the abuse got worse. I have ended up going to a battered women's shelter and I got turned away with two beds open. And they said that my situation was too dangerous and that my injuries were way too extensive. And it put the other women in the shelter in danger. And this is a problem um, with victim-based shelters. Um, a friend of mine tried to get in the human trafficking shelter and she was turned away because she wouldn't snitch her pimp out. Oh. Like you're extorting women's safety so you can get a collar. Like she's yeah, terrified yeah. of this person. Like they get the, they traffic these women. Yes. Like you're extorting their safety for, you know, an arrest. Like it should not be like that. You're getting funding, you're getting tax exempts. Like you should be doing what you stand for. Absolutely. Sorry to cut you off. So it sounds to me like it's a matter of almost inconvenience why they would yeah. not accommodate you in a sense, which is really, 
Right. And yeah, I watch other women, you know, go through similar things. And, you know, 70% of women that are incarcerated in America have some sort of domestic violence or sexual assault, you know, before they even go to prison. Like we are the women that slip through the cracks. And when yeah. people's basic needs aren't met, you know, that's when you get crime. That's when you get, you know, people doing desperate things. Yeah. Are you, are you saying in terms of like the system is not protecting or there's an injustice that hasn't been resolved? It's an injustice that hasn't been resolved. I mean, they are literally profiting off of the suffering in the American people. I mean, they get everybody addicted and then they lock them all up and they've literally bypassed slavery laws with mass incarceration. I mean, they can say land of the free till they're blue in their face, but yeah. we make up 25% of the global incarceration population. That's, um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Sorry, my dog was getting into something. My dog was getting into something. Let's let's go into uh, entrepreneurial situation. Could you speak about that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, I'm a contract cleaner, um, and so I'll go in and I'll do residential houses or commercial. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm neurodivergent and I have a lot of trauma. So you know, normal like situations that other people can deal with, I can't. Like I'll I'll have a panic attack or you know, like it really affects it really affects my mental health. So I I always have to put that first. Yeah. Um, so I found that you know cleaning. You know, when I don't have to deal with a lot of people and I don't yeah. have to deal with, you know, other, you know, situations like, you know, I do a lot better. Yeah. And I think if people had, you know, more access to resources, they could they could figure themselves out a little more and, you know, realize, OK, this is my mental health issue. This is how I deal with it. This is how I can move through life. You know, yeah. I, I was I was able to figure that out, you know. When, when I got out of prison only because of one policy change, you know, we got a different governor and she expanded main care. So I was able to, you know, go to the therapist. I was able to get drug counseling. I was able to like, you know, take care of myself, you know, where before I was just, you know, self-medicating and, you know, kind of, you know, dropped, you know, in, in the middle of this, you know, life altering chaos that, you know, I didn't mean to cause, but, you know, and the other thing was after that head injury, I started having seizures. So I was no longer safe, you know, for my kids. My kids were like little and I'd wake up on the floor not knowing how long I was out for. And, you know, as a mother, that's like, you know, you have to look that in the face and be like, you know, I, I can't, you know, you're not going to leave somebody unconscious with, you know, a, a 14 month old. You know, I was so terrified of waking up to a tragedy and, you know, she had to start staying with my dad after that. And then, yeah, everything got worse. And um, after the um, after the shelter turned me away, um, it was drug dealers that ended up helping me, you know, and I got sucked into a life that I never wanted and I never intended on it. I was in college, I had plans, you know, and, but it's just so easy in this country to be so desperate. You know, most of the drug dealers I knew, you know, were just trying to pay their bills. You know, you can't even survive on, you know, one income in this country, like rent is insane. And, you know, they're just, we have 29 empty properties for every homeless person. Before yeah. the pandemic, it was only three and three is bad enough. 
like they are extorting you know the masses and um you know if they could lock us all up and extort our cheap labor cheap inmate labor then you know the corporations would be happy and you know i talk about this um in my book no justice just us um you know how we when we go to prison we work 40 hours a week yeah and we're only paid five dollars and 25 cents a month like not a week not you know a day like that's what we get paid a month and when you go yeah. to commentary if you want to buy a box of tampons they've inflated the price so not only like are we not getting paid anything we're we're having you know being forced to buy items that you know you need as a woman and the the price is like twice as what it is you know on the outside mm. it sort of put a new definition in slave labor doesn't it absolutely yeah, this is this is definite slave labor. <laughs> yeah, that, that that there's there's a lot going on there for sure. There's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. All right. Let me let me um let me unpack a, a piece for you just to um just gonna read something and then now uh, we can kind of uh, speak some more into this discussion. As time passed, I could sense the world's gaze no longer timid to look away carry the burden if it meant you were worthy to stay but never mind for another day when was found just okay the sounds that were renowned for carrying passive in a sleigh the other day was beckoning as my mind sprayed the ever lay when it is accomplished enough to take center stage Telling untimely chimes with such baggage, like a petulant child without hobbies, tarnishing proof, famished, ready for something I do know, not the language. To describe the world in its many essence is to make life gritted with excess dissonance amid dictatorship. If the words, if the words fail to cushion, yeah. That's, that's all I had to share. Um, just something to kind that's of beautiful. speak on. Um, well, thank you. Something, you know, our situation at the moment. Um, right. <laughs> I, I must admit that um, I thought it was a very relevant um, topic reading about your story, um, this piece um, of the road travel, because of what is required to continue. To not only yeah. persevere but to accomplish you know yeah absolutely i wrote a lot while i was in prison and i started writing no justice just us while i was there so a lot of it was like while i was still in a cell you know in solitary you know it was one way of coping you know as well as art you know i painted murals while i was there and you know one of my hustles was um painting uh inmates cups mm -hmm. um you know, it was like giving them a piece of their identity back. Cause Absolutely. You know, you're the same clothes, the same, you know, everything. And you're not really allowed to be an individual, but you know, you can, if you could choose what, what your coffee mug, you know, you drink out of every day, you know, it brought a little bit of light to people's Some worlds. semblance so of control, something in your life, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, can you speak to us about the word survival and how it is or how it has defined you as a person? <laughs> well, you know, I've just 
unfortunately I've had to go from one survival situation to another and you know it makes you tough it, it can make you you know you, it can make you lose yourself at times and you kind of have to claw your way out of that you know trauma is certain traumas are really you know damaging and you know especially when you know certain people will look at you and think you deserve it you know I, I had conservative women tell me you know well if you don't want to get sexually assaulted by cops you shouldn't go to prison like just say you're okay with certain groups of women you know being attacked because that yeah. that's what she means and so yeah. you know survival is you know it's it's also you know almost kind of like a victory because you know so many people expected you to fail and expected you to be another statistic yeah or you know try to send you back or whatever and you know it's it's empowering at the same time i mean it's you know on one hand it's like yeah you just got to get out of survival mode like it's it's awful having to be in that in that you know mm. vibration of just you know trying to keep your head above water yes um but scarcity yeah yeah it but you know in the end it's empowering you know when you look mm. back and you're like yeah i survived all that and i turned it around you know and hopefully um you know making it a little bit better for the women behind me yes which which um leads me to my next question i wanted to um i was i was curious in relation to where you are in life can you um share some of the values that you hold dear that you know kind of got you through some of these turmoil times that you've been through absolutely um you know just you know i wanted to be okay for my kids like you know i didn't want to be another failed statistic and you know i wanted to get this story out and i you know because it's it's not just my story it's you know the women that i, I was in with you know i it's it's really about bringing empathy and you know viewing you know this population as you know worthy of of you know basic human rights and humanity yes. and you know a second chance and um you know really just exposing you know the system for what it is um yeah um i wrote poetry while i was in there too Really? Um, yeah, I wrote a lot of poetry and I won a couple contests when I got out. Um, I did some writing contests and I got a couple really? poems published. Uh, you got them published? Did you, yeah, did you um, ever manage to perform any or, or share any, you know? Yes. Like, yep. um, they, they had like a little get together when the, when the book came out. Um, and I got to read it live, and I did it at some recovery events um, up in Maine. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What does um perseverance, the need to keep going, um, figure out your situation? What does that mean to you? Ah, oh, well, just you know, if something doesn't work, figure something else out, try something new, mm. and you know, just not give up on. You know the the ideal happy ending. Yes. I, I want to kind of go into creativity. Um, can you share some of the ways being a creative, or even just a mindset alone, has done 
what it's done for you in terms of like fulfillment you know could you describe what that feels like yeah it's brought me a lot of fulfillment you know it it brought me peace with my trauma it you know gave me a direction you know a purpose um you know because i'm i'm a painter and when i got out i found this company this great company in canada all of you artists should check them out um but they transform your art into this environmentally friendly clothing brand mm. and um i can show you guys some stuff sure. like I, I painted all of these this is a pillowcase yeah oh, wow that's and, yeah these are like scarves and handkerchiefs and you know one day i'll, I'll be like super goth and you know dark <laughs> femme type and you know then the next day i'll be doing butterflies and flowers and stuff yeah 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 um yeah like i painted all this stuff so if um yeah and i do wholesale too so if there are any stores yeah, if there are any stores out there that want like a new, unique, you know, feminine, you know, brand, um, yeah, I do wholesale. It's in a couple stores um, back in Maine. Yeah. But I'll, yeah. I, yeah, I'm looking to get in some more. <laughs> mm. Yes, indeed. So, so you you therapy. I, I, I guess that's the obvious one, and we we'll start there. And then yeah. I think what I'm what, what what I'm seeing is like, of course, survival, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it seems to me that you're always well. That's this is what my impression of of the situation is like. You're always striving to live. You still, and that's where all the um, you know, everything is culminated in terms of like the the uh, perseverance and yeah. growth you know the, the the surviving so you can live or or, or to, to to get to that next stage of like not not just survival but it's now it's, i have a life do you get what i mean mm -hmm. that's the um that's the type of situation i think m maybe not necessarily um being there now but that's where you had to go through and that's that's pretty much where you are right now would that be correct? Yeah. Could you um, sh could you share some of that? That how does that feel like where you are right now? And just looking back, in in terms of like that perspective of where you've been, you know, because that's a that's a massive transition, you know, to go. Yeah, it, it's amazing, like to look back and you know know that I'm so close to having this book out, like that I started writing ten years ago, and mm. you know share the art, um, and you know actually like do something with it, and you know get to come on podcast. I never would have thought that I'd be going on podcast, you know, talking to people mm. like you, you know, about my brand and you know about mental health and different ways of 
coping and you know all that stuff i used to do this meditative style of art called zen tangle when i was in prison and it like i was having they gave me the wrong medication and i was i started like going into psychosis and like yeah. hallucinating it was really bad so you know to distract myself from the trauma because that was the other thing that you know i was dealing with you know i would do this style of art um yeah. and it's basically just like doodling but there's a certain way to do it and you could you could literally get a coloring book look yeah. the look zen tangle designs up and you know just print them out and you know choose which design you want and put it in every section you know on the picture that's a good way to do it but it's just mm. you know something to distract yourself you know with from all yeah. the bad stuff that's that's happened so you can move forward so you you know you can do different things and yeah. you know actually achieve your goals I've heard I've heard they have obviously I'm I'm sure you heard they have um this type of writing and perhaps it's the same with, with art to a certain extent if you're you know mastered in terms of like mastery in terms of drawing and stuff like that where you know to an extent it's almost you're writing but it becomes subconscious after a while you know you just um let the pen just write just create by right itself. You know, just let the brain go in a sense. Yeah, meditative writing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it something similar to that? Um, kind of. Like you pick out which um, um pattern you want, and you just yeah. like I'll say affirmations with it, you know, or like things I'm grateful for, you know, just mm -hmm. to try and get my mind, you know, on a better algorithm. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so so you like to retune yourself and just you know just find spaces or create spaces mentally yeah. where like okay i can lay my head and i can recover and i can be better for the next day or better for myself or my family absolutely right that, i mean that's a skill you know like to um to do certain things like that that's a skill i don't think there's any, there's everybody you probably need maybe a life coach or you know <laughs> go through some kind of situation yourself before you get to that point where i can just yeah you know, be disciplined enough to just pave the way for myself. Uh, I think right. a lot of people would find that hard. Would that be correct? Yeah, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was like a dreamer and I'd always like, you know, get stuck in whatever, you know, thing I was imagining and I would completely yeah. tune everything out. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, in my adult life, you know, when I try to meditate, I can't do it. But when I'm not trying to do it, when I'll go into this like meditative trance and like I don't know there's something about like don't try and yeah I would I would totally agree with that mm. do, do you are you familiar with um mantra is that something that you're into like having a certain um word or a phrase or something like that to kind of just you know just bring you back like an anchor of sorts for yourself yeah um yeah like I'll I'll read you know, I, I try to look different ones up every week, you know, try and change it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could, could you um, maybe share one one of them that you you use that, that um, is very effective, perhaps? Um, well, you know, I'll, even if like you're not in that state, you know, if, if, if you say it enough times, like your subconscious will, you know, it bare minimum pick up on it. So, you know, I think I'm safe, I'm happy, like I'm, I'm perfectly content, you know, 
focus on the result you want, not, not necessarily on what's you know happening or how you're feeling, and yeah. you know just focus on like what you're trying to achieve. So, so in terms of where you are now, and just just being a person that you are, and the journey traveled, like, could you could you sum it up? Is it do you do you embrace it all, or is there certain things that is, is somewhat hard to you know still acknowledge where you are? You know, that's a really good question because you know I. You know, I think you, there's in every situation you're in, no matter how awful, you know, it makes you grow as a person. And, you know, on, on some level, it was probably supposed to happen to you, you know, so you could become a version of yourself that, you know, the universe needs. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, it doesn't change the fact that some things are really, are just really awful and, you know, they alter you. Yeah. It's really hard to, you know, move on, especially when it's like rewired your brain and, you know, affected you, you know, at such a deep level. Yeah, that that's 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 the thing about not necessarily a situation, but life in itself and um, right. the road traveled. You know, you just Absolutely. you don't necessarily know. There is no formula for this, so you don't necessarily know what the results are going to be or how you're going to see it. In terms of perspective, um, looking back or being in it still, or like say mm -hmm. twenty years later on, like where am I? You know, what does this mean to me? The life that I've lived. Sometimes certain people look at it and you have nothing but regrets. Um, just just speaking in general, certain people look at it, they just have nothing but regrets. But if you can say you know what despite everything i lived that life that man i embrace it all and i, I i'm unapologetic about it i think there's something to be right. said about that you know there's, there's there is power in that and it, clearly you've done something right not only done not only done something right but you've done it in a way that you're probably inclined to be proud of and you know what i mean like you you've kind of grasp or or, or or we grabbed your power in certain instances where man is nobody taking this away from me again like that feeling comes to right. mind you know absolutely you know and you know I've, I've had family members try to you know throw my past in my face and in you know it's kind of like well you know I had exhausted all other options before I went down that road and yeah oh you know, I did what I did. I, I'm not proud of it, but you know, I was also, you know, just trying to survive, which is more than I can say for, you know, some of the people judging me. And, you know, it's like until you walk in somebody's shoes, like you really don't have the right to, you know, judge them on how they survive. You know, it, it puts you in a position where you're just running on trauma and, you know, now you're mad that I've turned my life around and I'm doing good and I'm trying to help other people. And so, you know, it's just. That's that's a, that's a question. That's a curious question, because, well, in my head right now, I'm thinking to myself, do you ever experience or is that what you're saying that you experience in certain instances, people, they feel a certain yeah. way. To the fact that you know you've kind of you've overcome 
some of the some of the craziness that you've been in and you're actually in a like, better place yeah it's yeah it's strange i don't know yeah. I've, I've cut like all that kind of toxicity out of my life but yeah i've run into it you know a few times like you know who are you to be talking about recovery you used to be a drug dealer yeah and i never would have sold drugs if i hadn't been an addict and you know hadn't you know been desperate like what, what are you talking about yeah 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 i mean like, you, you should be happy that people are coming out of that life and turning themselves around you know at all yes like people don't have to stay in the same toxic mindset in the same toxic environment you know they, they can make better choices and learn from their mistakes absolutely absolutely um i mean to that to that i i, I would say tough time makes tough people doesn't it absolutely you know I, I think one of the one of the main things I wanted people to get from what we're speaking about is more the journey taking and the exploration of the obstacles that may have been, you know, you may have faced, but also the tools used along the way or developed. Sometimes you you have to you have to do you have to do your own innovation. Yeah. Um, um, figure out how to market real quick, and you know, be able to get yeah. some jobs or yeah. Absolutely. try and hustle my brand you know so, like i i <laughs> i was told once um when i was learning how to market if you see a no solicitating uh sign that means come right in <laughs> that's crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> the embarrass but um yes of course you know overcome you know that is a thing i, th I think that's a life thing of course but sometimes you know where people might have mountain well well, people, some people might have hills, you have mountains, you know, um, but, but that's, that's what makes, that's the, that's the, uh, what's the, what's the, that's the demand for greatness, isn't it? Whether you're even talking about a person, but first the information is the matter, as they say. Um, I think their, um, I think your story and the situation is rich with inspiration. So I wanted to hear you share some of the internal values that you hold. Um, you know just you have to believe in yourself a little more than that inner voice of doubt you know i kind of came out with this mindset like i was scared of everything and i felt like i couldn't fit in and you know all that stuff and you know i'm like well why would they want why would these people listen to me like i'm just next con like you know but then i changed my thinking well, why wouldn't they listen to me i'm their failed statistic and then i did end up going and talking to state legislatures and i did end up you know they did take my words and put them into bills that ended yeah. up getting not all of them did but you know we made we made a little bit of you know headway and yeah. you know then I ended up having art shows you know in the community and getting around different people and you know like really proving that you know inner doubt you know from yes. all the trauma and all the failure you know because yeah I've overcome but I've failed a lot too and you know yeah. you have to be able to you know just keep get back up after that Absolutely. Um, and to that is 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 it, it, the situation we're speaking about. It just to me summing up. I would say um, to go through everything that you've been through and to be where you are and be still so lively and um, full of life. 
it's uh it's a monumental feat you know um thank you you should be proud of yourself um but of course thanks for sharing that that was um you know that was that was important and i think a lot of people can take a lot of things trinkets and values away from what we're speaking yeah um i have a poem that i won and it got published if you guys want to hear it oh um, this is called Flying Black Balloons. Four years in my recovery, but I am not recovered. A sad and awful truth that I have faced and suffered. My chains and shackles gone, only felonies remain. Reminders of my past, like they don't carry any shame. My friends are mostly gone, just sad memories left instead. A sea of black balloons, big pharma's markers of the dead. Their kids are all not orphans, been taken to the state. It should told me prison was a blessing i escaped a darker fate with all this death and chaos you think the government will care they took their cut right to the bank such corruption in the air with the prison numbers rising and the rehabs all a mess 94 percent their failure rate no refunds nonetheless the disease just keeps on spreading capless needles in a in every street homeless faces everywhere more injustice we can't beat as the rich keep getting richer from all this insanity and pain the politicians they don't care they have so much to gain so we fly these black balloons to remember all of you the ones that we have lost and those who barely made it through our american dream is shattered endless lives left all a mess replacement drugs the only way they say you'll ever rest and who is tried for all these crimes? The addict, nonetheless. Their form of rehabilitation, slow torture at its best. Are you tired of this nightmare, of this dystopian land? I know that I am. I think it's time we take a stand. Wow. I mean, that's a lot, you know. There's, um, it's powerful. It's, it's, it's very powerful. Um, you, you you've seen a, you've seen a lot, and I could I could hear it in, in the poem, you know, and you've experienced a lot. Yeah, I think it's it's a scary number of the population who has too. Like it's a very high number at this point. Like not this many people should have so much trauma. Yeah, I would um I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, yes. It's, it's powerful though you know it's powerful and I think getting that power back I think it starts with sharing the story you know expressing yourself and just speaking on your situation you know absolutely so um, no nah, man I, I think you should definitely keep doing what you're doing just uh, keep living thank you that's the biggest thing you know Elizabeth thanks so much yeah. for your time um Thank Absolutely. you for having me. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I appreciate you sharing your story with me. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Um, but thanks again. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Take care.
mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness related, a soul's churn in return, mental overstimulation, one word, riveting, it terrors my pilot, streams that are promised to make seeking less. <laughs> 